Next, the golden days of radio. Frank Brzee inviting you to join me for the golden days of radio. Great moments from radio programs of the past, headlining some of the world's most famous personalities. On this program, we are featuring the popular radio show Gunsmoke, plus comedian Stan Freeberg with his entire cast. The first adult western to become popular on radio was Gunsmoke with United States Marshal Matt Dillon. On radio for 10 years or so, it finally segued to television, and right now the program is in its 15th year on TV. Here's a portion, though, of one of the early radio shows. Around Dodge City and in the territory on West, there's just one way to handle the killers and the spoilers, and that's with a U.S. Marshal and the smell of gun smoke. Gun smoke. Starring William Conrad, the story of the violence that moved west with young America, and the story of a man who moved with it. I'm that man, Matt Dillon, United States Marshal, the first man they look for and the last they want to meet. It's a chancy job, and it makes a man watchful and a little lonely. <laughs> Go bring his horse over here, Benson. Sure, Jake. And wait till we get him up on his horse before you tie that rope, Duval. There'd be too much slack otherwise. All right, Jake. We couldn't hang you very good with your feet touching the ground, could we, Tillman? No, Jake, you couldn't. We've been neighbors a long time, Tillman. If I could figure some way to make it easy for you, I'd do it. That's all right. You get to hang, and I could put a bullet in you. I'd be beholden to you. Okay. I'll do it, then. And would you drop by and tell my wife on your way home, Jay? Sure. I figured on doing that anyway. <clears throat> you know, I always liked you, Tillman. It's gotten too bad about this. Sure. Okay, Duval. Take up the slack and tie it off around the tree trunk. Sure. So long, Tillman. So long. Hey
Jake. Hello, Miss Tillman. Come inside. No, thanks, ma'am. I'll stay out here. <laughs> Suit yourself. My husband ain't here, Jake. He's out on the prairie someplace. Yeah, I know. Glabe's around, though. You want to see him? No. No, I want to see you. Me? What about? Uh, about your husband, Miss Tillman. Something's happened to him. Well, it was like this, ma'am. You know, me and Duval and Benson has been losing some horses lately. I heard. But Tillman ain't somehow. And when we caught him driving a bunch of mine this afternoon, we figured it was him who's been stealing them. I don't believe it. My husband's an honest man. Oh, I know that. Now, Jennings saw him rounding them up where he'd found them running wild on the prairie. I guess whoever had stolen them got scared and left them there. Where's my husband, Jake? That's what I want to explain to you, ma'am. Jennings come and told us about it. But he got there too late. Too late? We'd already hung him. Hung him? Yes, ma'am. Clabe! Clabe! Come out here. What is it, Ma? Well, hello there, Jake. Hello, Clabe. Tell him what you've done, Jake. Done? Clabe... We hung your old man this afternoon. You what? We hung him for stealing horses. They found out he didn't do it. After. Yeah. Uh, I guess the joke's on us, all right. <laughs> Ma? Ma, wait a minute. Ma? She's kind of upset, Clabe. You better go with her. Somebody ought to kill you, Jake. No, don't talk like that. I said we were sorry. Well, I gotta go get home. It's getting kind of late, and my missus will have supper on. So long. Uh, let, let's sit down a minute, huh, Jake? I want to talk to him. Sure, Marshal. What's it about? Here's the table. I'm kind of late getting out home. Jake, Duvall was shot tonight. He was? Yeah. Killed the same way Benson was. Same way, huh? You know anything about it? I'm beginning to, Marshal. It's that Tillman boy, Clay, I know it is. Why would he do it, Jake? Why? He's crazy. That's why. Marshal, I'll tell you. Clabe has took it into his head that we hung his old man. Did Clabe threaten you, Jake? Sure he did. You go arrest him, Marshal. There's not much evidence. I just told you. Yeah, I know. You mean you ain't going to arrest him? No. Not yet. He ain't going to shoot me. I'm going to go kill him on the way home. Right tonight. Jake. You're talking to a U.S. Marshal. All right, you do something about it. I will, but you get any ideas of shooting him out of your head. Jake Kaiser was a senseless kind of a man, and I knew he'd probably go kill young Clabe Tillman the first time it happened to occur to him again. 
Still, I couldn't arrest Clabe for two murders just on Jake's word that Clabe had threatened him. I needed a lot more evidence than that. And the only way of getting it I could think of was from Clabe himself. So the next morning, Chester and I rode out to the Tillman place. It was only about 15 miles from town when we got there early. Hello, Marshal. Chester. Morning, Mr. Tillman. Come on inside. Thank you. Sit down. Uh, I don't want to bother you, ma'am. No bother. Well, I was looking for Clay, but I'd like to talk to him. He's out back. He'll be here in a minute. Good. Miss Tillman, Duvall was killed last night. All right. What? Don't you care? Several people have been murdered around here lately, Marshal, including my husband. Well, you think Benson and Duvall were in on that? I didn't say they were. What about Jake Kaiser? You're prying, Marshal. That's a trouble with the law. It's always prying. What do you want Clabe for? I thought he might tell me what he knows. You won't. We don't know nothing. And Clabe ain't shot nobody. He was in Dodge yesterday. Yeah, I know he was. I wouldn't put it past Jake to have shot Duvall himself. I thought of that, too. Do you have any idea why he might have? No. Well, here's Clabe now. Oh, we got visitors. Hello, Clabe. Marshal. Chester? All right, Clabe. You been hunting this morning? No. Put that rifle back where it belongs, son. Okay, Mom. I was shooting hawks with it yesterday. Left it in the barn. You should have brought it in last night, son. Well, sure, but... Uh, well, it, it was dark when I got back, Ma. I uh, didn't see it out there. I should have brought it in myself. What are you doing here, Marshal? Duvall was murdered last night, Clabe. He was? Yeah, shot, same as Benson. Well, what do you know? Jake Kaiser thinks you did it. He does, huh? He also said that you threatened to kill him next. Maybe I ought to. Clabe, don't talk like that. You know, there's a law against murder. They murdered my pa. Where was the law then? I'd have him in jail right now if I know who they were. Too bad you weren't there, Marshal. I could still arrest Jake. We don't know nothing about Jake. Do we, son? No. No, we don't know nothing. I, I, I just seen you, Mr. Dillon, walking right up Front Street. Oh, Chester. It, Clabe. It's Saturday and he's back in town, just like you said he'd be. Well, I wasn't too sure. Jake might have killed him during the week. It must have slipped his mind somehow. Well, I know what you're thinking. Clabe's gonna ride past Jake's place on his way home, ain't he? Well, a man's been killed each Saturday the last two weeks. It could happen again. You gonna stop him? Get our horses, Chester. We'll ride out to Jake's. Just sitting in the house there, plumb unconcerned, Mr. Dill. Shh. Somebody's coming. My, I wish it was a moon tonight. No, it's better dark. Just stay out of the way of my rope. You gonna rope him? Quiet now. <laughs> All right, Chester. Yeah. All right, grab the rifle. I, I got it. <laughs> no! 
they go? I landed the woman. Yeah, I know. All right, stand up now, Miss Tillman. You shouldn't have stopped me, Marshal. It won't do any good. Two murders are enough, aren't they? I was saving Jake for the last. I wanted him to sweat, and I'll kill him yet. Who's out there? It's Marshal Dillon, Jake. Now put that gun down. What's going on here? What? It's Mrs. Tillman. She wants to kill you, Jake. A woman? Yeah, that's a sharp's 50. I think that'd do it. Sure would. What? You killed Benson and Duval. And I'll kill you if I have to use a knife, Jake Kaiser. A woman? Going around killing people? Well, that's terrible. You hung my husband. One of the best men that ever lived. I told you it was a mistake. I said we were sorry. That's what I've been waiting to hear, Jake. All right, get his gun, Chester. That's right. I got it. Now, Miss Tillman, you're both under arrest. Well, as long as Jake hangs to you. He'll hang. But you'll probably go to jail. What Cleve think? He knew about this when he found the rifle in your barn last week, but I guess he figured there was no way to stop you. You found the only way, Marshal. I guess maybe I should have told you everything from the first. Yeah. Now that's too late now. I'm sorry. Don't you feel bad about it, Marshal. I don't mind. I don't really mind at all. You want to know something, Miss Tillman? That's the worst part of it. All right, come on, let's get back to Dodge. a comedy show on CBS radio during the middle 50s. Mr. Freeberg is a brilliant humorist, and he proved it with his parody of Gunsmoke. Here's Stan, along with Dawes Butler, June Foray, Peggy Taylor, and Peter Leeds with Bang Gunley, U.S. Marshal Field. of America presents Bang Gunley, U.S. Marshal Field.
Cut through that fence, all right. <laughs> yep. Somebody sure cut through that fence, all right. <laughs> Come on, foreman. Let's get on back to the ranch. Okay. to our action-packed story in just a moment, folks. But first, a word from the newest member of the Eating Corporation of America's breakfast family, Puffed Grass. Puffed Grass, eat Puffed Grass. Chock full of vitamins and chlorophyll, too. What's good for Bossy? Mm. It's good for me and you. Puffed Grass! Hi, boys and girls. This is Jet Crash. I'm a test pilot. Believe you me, I couldn't break through the sound barrier every morning. If I didn't start off my day with a stomach. Full of puffed grass. One hundred million cows can't be wrong. <laughs> the only breakfast food containing chlorophyll, two. <laughs> yes, when us test pilots are all alone up there, pulling out of a sonic dive on the verge of blacking out, with a pull of nine Gs on our body, I can't tell you what a comfort it is to have that extra chlorophyll protection. <laughs> Two. It well makes me the most popular test pilot of the annual Lockheed Prom. Yes, you can spot the puffed grass eaters in any crowd. They got a green mouth. There goes a boy with a green mouth. He's a puffed grass eater. Puffed grass. Now. Back to Bang Gunley, U.S. Marshal Fields. Yeah, boy. Good. Well, let's us tie in the feed bag, eh, woman? Okay. Yeah. 
one thing about you, Ma. You sure womp up a mess of vittles. The new foreman and I rode out there this morning. Oh! Well, uh, tell us, new foreman, what do you think? <laughs> well, ma'am, it looks to me like I'm going to sure cut through that fence, all right? <laughs> Back to our action-packed saga of the old western just a minute, folks. But first... Good evening. I'm your friendly research chemist here at Eating Corporation of America. You may be interested in learning the painstaking research that went into the discovery of puffed grass. One day, our nearsighted gardener here at the factory took some clippings from the lawnmower and, mistaking it for the incinerator, threw them down the barrel of one of our puffed oat guns. The result, puffed grass. Every morning at the factory, I take a gun, a breakfast dish, and shoot myself a bowl of puffed grass. <laughs> of course, a cast iron bowl helps. But the goodness is there in every blade. 100 million moocows can't be wrong. What's good for bossy? to our thrill-packed story. Well, Foreman, we just can't thank you enough. What for? Why, for, you know, agreeing with me that, that it sure looked like someone had sure cut through that fence all right. <laughs> Just part of my job as Bang Gunley, U.S. Marshal Fields. Bang Gunley, U.S. Marshal Fields, riding east, west, north, and south. You can tell he stands for justice by the way he draws a gun and the proud look about his green mouth. <laughs> That wraps up this edition of the Golden Days of Radio. Now here's a thought to remember. Craig Breedlove set the world's auto land speed record of over 600 miles an hour at Bonneville, Utah in 1965. His wife also set the land speed record for women there in the same car, a jet-powered job named and demonstrating the spirit of America. This is Frank Brzee in Hollywood, California, inviting you to join me next time for more shows and personalities on this the American Forces Radio and Television Service.